This is B Shots, a family show. This International Women's Day special episode calls for very special guests who are members of the core team of Girl Up Unity. Stay tuned to find out how we, irrespective of our age, can create tangible change in the society to bring about gender equality. Welcome to our International Women's Day special episode. Today we have leaders of Girl Up Unity from Bangalore, India. Girl Up is a global organization which has been conceptualized and championed by the United Nations. They are present in more than 130 countries. Their motto is when girls rise, we all rise. They are a movement to advance girls skills, rights and opportunities to be leaders. This International Women's Day 2022 as the theme, Break the Bias, and it highlights the key message, gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. We present to you, Girl Up Unnati. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I'm so glad you all took time out of your busy schedules to make it today. First up, we have the president of the club, Ananya Trivadi. Hi, Ananya. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, so uh, hi everyone, I'm Ananya. Um, I'm a now 12th grade student, I guess, uh, doing science and I sing, I dance, I play guitar and keyboard, I love to read, I'm, I am I love to draw and I do a lot of artistic things. What made you start uh, okay. Girl Unnati? Okay. Because you're the one who initiated it. So essentially, like, there were a lot of small things that kind of led up to me starting Girl Up Unnati. So I was in the 10th grade and, you know, we were in lockdown. I was at home and I was looking for things to do because school was one thing. But apart from that, like everything else had stopped. And I was just thinking, okay, what can I do now? So I started looking up at a lot of uh, things that I could do. And I came across a lot of these uh, feminist accounts and I don't know I just I don't know how that happened but coincidentally I just ended up uh, reading a lot about gender inequality uh, during the time and that made me realize that you know there are so many small things in my life itself uh, that kind of that came to me at the time and it made me realize wait I've been facing this for so many years so uh, you know, there were a lot of things like as a kid, I was given Barbie dolls to play with. Uh, my room was painted pink. Uh, you know, I was not by anyone, but just personally, I never played a sport like football because it was reserved for boys or something like that. And these things just, they're just inherently in our minds because society just puts it that way. And that made me realize why haven't I thought about this before? You know, even though we don't, like people of our age, people of people like me, we don't feel the bigger effects of gender inequality because we um, belong to like educated, well-to-do families, but we experience it in small, small ways. And that's still really disappointing. So we're living in a time where, you know, development is, happening at such a fast pace and you know you have tech advancements scientific breakthroughs almost every day 
we were faced with a pandemic and the world was prepared for it in a way no one else thought would be possible and but we as humans aren't even able to face one of the oldest social issues of gender inequality so i came so as i said i came across a lot of feminist accounts and i think someone forwarded it uh, you know girl ups website to me and said oh this is something you should check out and i saw the website and i'm like okay this is something i have to start uh, i realized they have a clubs program that anyone can join anyone can start a club and i'm like okay let's do this so that's how it happened awesome. and now we have a team of you know we have like 30 members and a core team of like 11 people and i love my team and we're all doing so much and it feels so good to think about where i began congratulations thank you can you tell us about what role you play in girl up unnati okay so as the president and founder of girl up unnati i'm you know at the point we're not a big organization we're just starting small doing small things so each of us kind of almost do everything so as a president i don't have a designated role but i you know organize meetings and uh, you know connect with my team and we we're just doing a lot and yeah as i mentioned it's a small team and just everyone's doing everything so you're roping everyone together and holding it together mm-hmm. but i mean my team plays a major role these guys do so much it's it's incredible okay so i'll call up the next person shibangi who's the vice president of girl up unnati hi hi so can you tell us a bit about yourself yeah hello i'm shivangi a 17 year old science enthusiast from india uh, my pronouns are she her i'm an avid debater basketball player and a physics geek i feel very strongly about the feminist movement and can't wait to collaborate with all of you to bring about tangible change in our society which i believe stems from our own homes what made you join girl up The reason I joined Girl Up Unity is to quote fancy words have a platform to voice my opinions be taken seriously and advocate for change but there were a lot of small things that happened in daily life like being treated unfairly at home at school or just the assumption that there are things I can't do just because I'm a girl that led me to be a very strong supporter of the feminist movement I wanted to see tangible change in the way society still perceives girls even if it was just around me. Um these disparities became even more pronounced when I noticed that that the girl boy ratio in my class was computer science class was just about 1 is to 3. This just points to how much actually has how much change actually has been brought about in the way society still perceives gender roles. What was particularly unnerving to me was having my teachers literally tell me that girls can't do numericals or not never taking us seriously never looking to us for answers to questions in class and i feel it's very very important that everyone be a feminist for us to see actual change and bring about a safe society that is conducive to our growth and development yeah that must be really hard having teachers tell that to you and i could see the raw emotion in what you said and what you've gone through and yeah i'm so glad that you can find a platform like girl up to voice your opinions and to bring about change 
It's been wonderful. Um, Ananya, everyone has been so welcoming and just a positive environment to voice your opinion. Very, very nice. Wow. Can you tell us about your role in Gola Punati? All right. Um, I'm the vice president. Uh, essentially, what the logistics team do, which is what I'm a part of, is organize emails, group, uh, divide members into groups, and handle uh, all the technical issues behind the scenes. Uh, but I've also hosted webinars with Ananya, coordinated with people to come and talk in our webinars, spread awareness, and try to get people, personally reach out to people to join Gola Punati. Um, what we're essentially trying to do as we grow is to sort things out so every member is part of a specific team that performs a specific task. Uh, right now, as Ananya mentioned, we're not that organized, but we're trying to scale up and uh, meticulously divide everything, all the work among members. So these are your initial days. Yep. Nice. So next, I would like to call Janvi, who is the treasurer of Gola Punati. Hi, Janvi. Hi. Uh, so can you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm Janvi, and I'm a class 12 student. Uh, and I'm start, I took the stream commerce. And yeah, that's all. And for... Why I joined Girl of Unity? It was so basically during last year, 2021, I came across it through Ananya. She put up a message and telling about what she wants to do and all about all that. And then it really fascinated me by how things are done there and like going through the website and about how enthusiastic people were about it. I really wanted to try it out. And what is your role in Girl Up? So as of now, the treasurer doesn't really have that much of a role. But most of my time goes into other stuff, like helping most of the other members currently. OK, so next we have Saina, who is the event manager of Gola Punati. Hi, everyone. My name is Saina, and I am, as uh, Manaswini said, uh, the event manager for Gola. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I am also 17 years old, and I'm in 12th grade. And I'm also a science student, and um, science has always fascinated me. I've always wanted to be a woman in STEM. Uh, particularly for aerospace science and astrophysics. And I love to read and I love to dance and I like to do art as well. I spend a lot of my time doing art and looking up small things on the internet just, just to copy and paint. So, yeah. We have a lot of artists here today. I think most of the people over here all love doing artistic stuff. And can you tell us why you joined Girl Up Unity? Uh, yeah, like everyone else said, I was also looking for something, a feminist movement to join something so I could be heard, a platform where I could be heard from, something where I could contribute to, even if it's in the smallest way possible. I still wanted to give back to society and show them that we, even as young girls, have something to give. We have something to show for ourselves. So that's why I joined Girl Up. Awesome. And what role do you play 
in Gola Punati. Right. So I am the event manager and obviously that means I plan all the events and but it's not just me. I have a huge team of 16 and I have all the help from my leadership board as well. And as of yet, we have um, nothing planned, but um, in the upcoming ones, I can assure you we have a lot of fun stuff coming up and it's going to be super exciting. So, yeah. Excited for it. Yeah. And I've seen you guys have an Instagram handle and you have live streaming and stuff. So are you the one who manages all that? Um, I personally, by myself, do not organize those. Um, I do play a small part, maybe, but it's more of the offline um, events that I plan with my team. So, yeah. Okay. Next, we have Adya, who's the content head. Hi, Adya. Hi. So, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Adya. I'm the content head of Gola Punati. And what's the reason behind joining Gola Punati? Uh, I think we've all grown up amid so many gender stereotypes and taboos, especially in conservative Indian societies. I think an epiphany about progress in the aforementioned spheres is long time coming. Seeing what Girl Up organizations around the world stand for in terms of a better society for women, gender equality, and advocating mental health, I was very eager to be a part of the feminist movement. Gola Punati seemed like a perfect window to do my part in this movement and my time in the club has been so enlightening since. That's great to hear. And what role do you play in Gola Punati? I am the content head along with Pramati and together we curate content for all the posts and stories that we post on our Instagram. Yeah, and even I saw on your Instagram account, you guys have really creative and artistic stuff which you guys have put up and pass on the compliments to everyone who has worked on that. It looks amazing. That's true. Oh, that's since a lot Tanisha, of research, our design head. Yeah. She, and since she does a, a great lot, job lot of design. research goes into all of these posts, we're always learning a lot too. So it's great. Wow. And not only the aesthetics, even the messaging you guys put it across, the way you do it, it's just splendid. It's amazing. I even took one of the quotes which you guys put up in your uh, Instagram account by Serena Williams. The success of every woman should be the inspiration to another. We should raise each other up. I think that's what we're all here to do. We are all here to inspire people and so that they can stand up for themselves and break the bias. That's what the brick wall represents, breaking the bias. Shivangi, can you tell us about the goals of Girl Up Unnati? Yeah. All right. So our primary um, aim is to achieve three things, engagement, awareness, and advocacy. Engagement is giving young girls the opportunity to raise their voice and be heard, actually be a part of a movement that recognizes there are things we can do, and we're actively working towards doing them. Awareness is how we stress the importance of what we are doing to the people around us. And we do this through events, webinars, content on our Instagram pages, um, just spreading the word and urging people to be a part of this movement. And finally, advocacy is telling people what exactly the feminist movement movement is, how they could support it, uh, what are things, what are current problems with the way women are treated in the status quo? How do we counter them? Are there any ways we can make the environment more equitable, even in our own homes? Stuff like that. 
Um, so what we want to do is just have a conducive environment for everyone to be able to grow and voice their opinions. And we also want to ensure that we change people's minds or just let them know that there's something wrong with the way things are today. And if there's something we could do about it, we should do it now. And how, how could you go about it? For example, joining the club would be a major step. Because you're taking that initiative because you recognize there's something wrong and you're willing to work towards it. So uh, initially, uh, right now at the grassroots level, we just want to increase awareness and uh, engage as many people as possible in our movement. I like it. It's really simple and concise. Engagement, awareness and advocacy. And for each of these, what are the metrics you have, if any? Um. Okay, so yeah, fine. I, I think there are two types of metrics, tangible ones and intangible ones. Tangible ones would be like the number of members in our club currently, right? Obviously, the more number of members we have, the more impact we have, the more people are involved in our cause. Intangible metrics would be changing the mind of a single person or like having a person come to us and tell us that what we did supported them, helped them, helped them understand their place and uh, take comfort in the fact that there are other people who are going through the same thing that they are or just provide some sort of upliftment to them that they can believe that they deserve to be heard and eventually will be heard. So uh, right now we are at 30 members, which I feel is phenomenal growth since uh, we first started. Uh, what we'd like to improve on would be having would be having more members attend meetings, uh, participate actively, which is still there right now. But we'd like to see a much greater involvement in participation and general um, willingness to attend meetings and enthusiasm displayed overall. So yeah. So what does one need to do to be a member of Girl Unity? All right. Uh, to be a part of Girl Up Unity, the first thing you need to do is register with our club. You can find the link to the document on our Instagram page, uh, which we'll link down below, I think. Right. Um, so by being a part of Girl Up Unity, you commit to attending a, me a, week a meeting every two weeks or sometimes once a week. Uh, you commit to being a part of a team, either a uh, content, either the content team, the design team, the uh, events planning team, and do your bit. And lastly, you also commit, uh, you also resonate with our cause and you believe that uh, you can contribute to what we're doing. And we encourage all of you who are listening to have a look at our page. And if you feel this is something you'd, you'd like, you'd consider doing in the future, definitely fill out our form. It's a great, great opportunity. Yes, I agree. I also encourage everyone who is watching to check it out and join Girl Up if it interests them. Okay, so... The next question is directed to Janvi. What biases are we here to break? So I'll just preface you on uh, the context of this question. So this question is specific to people and women in Bangalore. So Bangalore is the Silicon Valley of India and is the home to so many startups. And there are women in tech, women in startups, women in sports, medicine, research and development. And we seem to have it all, right? So what kind of biases are women experiencing in a metro city like Bangalore and how is Girl Up Unity breaking those? Uh, so the biases that are very common and still persist surprisingly are wage gap or like 
women are paid lesser for the same job as men and there's just more expectations from women dealing inside the household and not encouraging them going into stem or as ananya likes to reference it or the way we all are supposed to reference it as steam which uh, adds even arts part of it and there are very little women encouraged to get into these fields and even today women are like denied opportunities most most of the time especially mostly it's found in rural areas but we can't tell it does not exist in the urban areas as well yeah i think i agree with you you said that even in urban areas women experience bias like even even if it's not on a larger on some things that are deemed very important even small things like people commenting on the way you sit saying only boys should sit this way commenting on your clothes only men can dress this way and so on um or whether it's um only boys should like this color or girls should like this color only guys should play with cars and and i think even in urban areas we experience by i have myself heard many of these sayings and these are all like deep rooted in our indian society people experience such things shivangi can you elaborate more on this question oh all right yeah so um there are three main categories of biases as i see it uh at the topmost level these are the most prominent ones that are usually identified and targeted by government schemes uh that are implemented so this looks like not being appreciated or trusted at work just by virtue of being a woman uh being given different treatment um the wage gap as janvi mentioned is very prominent and has to be addressed uh second ones are the ones that we experience but we don't say much about but uh are significant and can shape a lot of mindsets um uh, these happen at school this looks like significantly lesser participation of girls in science um uh, not having girl football teams this is not always the case but this is just something i've experienced in uh my school days and the uniform restrictions especially on girls the kinds of clothes they are allowed to wear on an occasion and the harsh restrictions on their hair nails just everything about it seems a little too radical and um lastly um these are the more preliminary biases that stem from our own homes where uh particularly in uh, underdeveloped regions but uh traces of these could also be found in our own homes even today uh being told what to wear being uh told that being educated as a girl is a privilege and um just what we see every day unequitable inequitable distribution of domestic chores and how in most cases like in 99% of all uh, percent of cases the woman has to work a uh, cook manage her job and um cater to the needs of everyone these are particularly glaring biases we find in society today yeah that's absolutely true we can see it all around us and to add on to what you said in an interview when the fact that whether a woman is married or unmarried makes a difference and that shouldn't be the case and pregnant women are generally not taken to be a part of large projects and these biases exist sadly and that's why we all need to 
raise our voice and talk about it so that we can help to break the bias. And another thing that I wanted to talk about is that even as you said at schools, children, they are very young and they have impressionable minds. So the way the teachers act and the way they deal with issues makes a huge difference on how gender roles are viewed. I can give you an example. So last year in my sister's class during her online class, their teacher was talking about scouts and guides and how when she was a guide, they would have to pitch tents and then collect flowers to decorate the tents. So one of the kids there, uh, one boy, he uh, asked the teacher, so does this mean boys collect tiger skin and girls collect flowers? And then the class started laughing and my sister was taken aback. And the teacher, before this could escalate any further, she immediately jumped in. And then she said, first of all, that is animal cruelty. And second of all, there is no such thing that girls need to be softer or less um, stronger or anything like that. And there's no such thing that girls need to do this, boys need to do this. So that way, as a teacher, she helped the children to understand at the grassroots level that such biases should not be encouraged and that girls and boys are equal and they're equally capable of being able to do any of the things. Uh, do I any of point to yeah. add here, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So um, actually adding on to what you said, um, you know, growing up in schools, we were not taught anything about the LGBTQIA uh, community. And, you know, I mean, I didn't even know it existed until the fifth or sixth grade, which is really sad. And I do not like that that happened. And um, I have a younger cousin brother, and I see that in his school, like they're teaching him that, uh, you know, same sex marriage is okay, and it's valid. And, you know, it's, it's really nice to see how we're progressing from that. Definitely. Ananya, would you like to further elaborate on the bias that women experience, like pink tax. Giving an example, there are like shaving razors, which are from, which are exactly the same, but they're priced higher for women. So can you elaborate on that? Right. So another issue that we really need to break is the pink tax. And, uh, you know, I, it's the fact that women's products or products aimed at women are priced higher, even if they're the same as something aimed at men. Like you said, shaving uh, razors, um, you know, even women's self-care products, hygiene, um, you know, sanitary napkins and whatnot are all just priced higher. Like, why do we need to pay more for these things just because we're women and we need them? So uh, I feel like that's something that isn't addressed as much as it should be, uh, which is really disappointing. So we're aiming to, you know, shift our society to kind of change that. Um, another thing, okay, bias in design. So um, Girl Up India actually organized a boot camp on bias in design, and that happened yesterday. So uh, we learned a lot, and it was something that I didn't know actually existed, and it was pretty cool to learn about it. So it's that, um, you know, things are not designed keeping women in mind. So uh, I think an example that they took, which was really cool, were Alexi or car seats. And just cars in general and like seat belts are not um, 
you know, built for like pregnant women and, you know, they're not friendly for that. Seats are like too much, like women are shorter than men. So like you have to bring the seat forward to, you know, reach the pedals and the steering wheel. And in that case, if you meet with an accident then the airbags come right in your face, which is not built for women. Headphones, just day-to-day things, uh, you know, musical instruments. I play guitar and, you know, it's so hard to hold a guitar uh, as a woman. And uh, it's really sad that, that, you know, I mean, uh, I actually read about it yesterday. And uh, the first, like, female-friendly guitar was actually built by a guitarist. And she actually did that a couple of years ago. So, uh, but, you know, stuff like that. So that would be bias in design, so which is something we need to work towards. So apparently women aren't uh, considered when testing objects, when building uh, products. And most products cater to the average white male, which is really sad. So, yeah. Yeah, I play guitar too. So I can relate to what you were talking about. It is difficult to play and hold it for long periods of time, especially. Okay. So, Saina, can you tell us about what you feel about this topic and what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I also attended Girl Up India um, uh, Bias on Design uh, STEM bootcamp yesterday, and it was very insightful, super interesting. And again, the same um, examples that they brought up. And I just think it's so unfair that even after centuries and millennia, we're still stuck at the same issue, which should have been solved ages ago. And I think that having women in um, positions of power, same as men, same pay, no gender um, pay gap, would definitely, definitely, definitely help to increase um, the gender bias design. It would help to break that. It would help to, you know, um, cut the stigma. And um, that's one thing. And just, you know, um, generally advocating on the streets, protesting, um, safe protests and silent protests even, would definitely help um, the movement. And um, pink tax is also something that should have been abolished years ago. And um, I do not understand, actually, the need for um, having women's products priced higher, especially sanitary napkins and tampons. And when we need them, they're absolutely necessary. And I do not understand why we have to pay more for it just because we're women. And that is just stemming from, like Shivangi said, from our own homes, from men in power, like the average white male. They don't understand. They don't um, get that we need those products. We need uh, products and still they're making us pay um, a higher price for that so yeah those are my views yes absolutely Adia can you pitch in and tell us what are your thoughts on this topic in general I think everyone's examples are great and very relevant because we've all grown up in similar societies we've all had problems with gender stereotypes uh, an example I found really interesting is very day-to-day um, Kinder Joy has these Kinder Surprise eggs and they have four boys and four girls. And uh, I think not too long ago, a lot of people were lobbying to ban these eggs because it promotes the gender bias even more. And that too at a grassroots level where children are slowly forming their identity. If you introduce such biases, then it's obviously affecting it. And I think it should be erad- eradicated in the grassroots level itself so that growing up, they can be who they want to be. So that's an example 
I think it should really work out well for the banning of Kinder Joy. This is a two-part episode, so really appreciate you for staying tuned until the end. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So click on to the next episode to find out how all of us can be the change.